JP Palu Fry here. Before we get started in today's episode, I wanted to make you aware of two resources that are available to you. Number one, are you curious about what your personality type is when you face last 8% situations? Because if you are and you're curious about this really valuable information, you can take our assessment. It's in the show notes, it's free but it'll give you real-time feedback on what is your personality type. Really powerful information. That's number one. Resource number two is, are you struggling with last 8% situations and at times feeling stuck in your career or in some relationships? And if that's the case, we are now accepting registrations for the last 8% Academy. This is our hybrid digital live course that we are so excited about. It is six weeks long and it's hybrid. So part of it is digital, right? There's app-based micro learning. You learn on your own in the course of the week in five to seven minute increments. And then you also are part of a cohort, a group that learns over the six weeks together You have one-hour live classes together. You have a peer coach. All of this is to help you build the accountability so you can step in and face your last 8% situations with more confidence, with more courage. So we would love for you to join us. Now, on to the episode. Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. In today's episode, do you experience pain? Do you experience suffering? I do. It's not something anyone really wants to admit, but it's just true. And it can come from something going on in our relationships or at work or in our personal life. And while we experience, all of us experience pain, suffering is optional. Today we will explore the difference between pain and suffering and see if it is something that can help us live with more wisdom. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this glorious day, moving as we are able. It is so great to be with you today. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your body moving. Really important that we move as part of the design of this podcast. Feel the bottom of your feet contacting the ground. Feeling our hands and arms swing as we move. 
feeling our belly rise and fall. Looking around, being present in this moment. Looking around, feeling grateful. We start by paying attention to our belly and our body. So just feel your belly rise and fall. Just let go of needing to do anything or think anything or plan. And see if you can just be present in this moment with whatever is present in the moment. So feeling physical sensations. If you notice a thought come and go, just watch it. If you have a particularly strong emotion, positive or negative, just see if you can watch it without trying to change anything. So feel our feet on the ground. We don't practice mindfulness to be calm. That might be an outcome. We practice mindfulness to build wisdom, to change our relationship to whatever it is that is present in the moment. And this is where a great deal of power and wisdom comes from. Freedom comes from being in different relationship to whatever it is we are experiencing. So just feel your body, feel your feet on the ground, feeling your head and neck. Feeling your knees and elbows. Feeling the top of your head. And seeing if you can just be present for whatever you are feeling in this moment. Physical sensations, emotions, thoughts. Just watching, observing, being non-reactive, non-judgmental. We sometimes think mindfulness is a passive practice, and it is anything but a passive practice. It's more about choosing our response to whatever it is in the moment. And the best part is that the more we build up this muscle, the more we build up this brain as neuroarchitects, it means that when we are in those difficult moments, those last 8% moments, that challenge everyone, including us. But the more we practice, the more we can be in those moments and be okay with the discomfort that comes in those moments and not have to run when things get hot. And this gives us, again, a power, a freedom. 
So just feeling our feet on the ground, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. I'm so excited you are here today. Before we get into our, our idea of the day, I want to let you know in the next few weeks, we will have a very important and exciting announcement to make that I know you will be excited about. I am excited about it. It's something we've been working on for months and we cannot wait to let you know about it. But moving now from being present with walking and our breathing, which we will still do, of course, we're going to now move to our idea of the day. You want to be happy. You want to live with ease. So do I. But no matter what you do at times, self-care, exercise, try to sleep more, try to stop reading the news, you still struggle with this basic suffering, this dis-ease that pervades more of your day than you want to admit. What does it look like? Well, at times it can be boredom or restlessness, feeling of being a bit out of control, not connected. You don't feel as happy as you think you probably should or could be. You look around and you think, other people seem to be happy, fulfilled, more alive than me. There are two challenges if we're not able to make sense of this fundamental discomfort that we all, not just you, not just me, but everyone, I mean everyone, experiences. There's a lot, there's two really big things that are at stake. Number one, first of all, you know as a longtime listener, that a big part of being better in our last 8% situations comes when we are coming from a good place, more on purpose, more connected, more at ease. And because we are experiencing and coming from this place, there's a better chance that we will show up as our best self in our more difficult moments. We will be more patient. We will be less reactive. We will be wiser. And this helps us immensely in our last 8% moments. By the way, it helps us in all of our moments. So number one, if we don't understand the kind of fundamental discomfort that is part of being human, there's a couple of things at stake. Number one, it'll affect us and our ability to be our best self in the moment. But number two, if we do not understand this fundamental discomfort, we will continue to go down the wrong path. One that turns our inevitable pain into suffering. Let me say that again. One that turns the pain that is inevitable in being human into suffering. What does that mean? Well, let's start by describing the difference between pain and suffering. Pain is an unavoidable part of life. It comes in many forms, physical, biological, social. It comes as a flow of 
pleasure and pain, gain and loss, all on its own. We think we are in control of it. We are not. So at times we might feel a restlessness. Where does that come from? Or a boredom or this discomfort. I think of the best example, although it's less appropriate now, is, you know, we find ourselves on a plane, stuck on a tarmac. I've been there many times with no air conditioning. And we are hot and uncomfortable. That's the pain that is just inevitable, right? This up and down of physical sensations and mind states is the pain that we all experience if we are human. We can't do anything about it. It just happens. It's part of life. It is inevitable. So pain is inevitable. Suffering is different. Suffering is caused by our reaction to the inevitable pain of life. Let me say that again. Suffering is caused by our reaction to what happens to us in life, to the inevitable flow of joy and sorrow up and down that is present in life. So pain is inevitable. Suffering comes from the reaction that we have to the inevitable. This is such a central point. Like, honestly, this is such a huge and central point. If we get this and we live from this understanding, all of a sudden our life changes. Our life changes. Why is it that some people on that plane aren't reacting? aren't suffering to the same degree as others. How we react is what it's all about. And that's where our opportunity resides. If we look closely, we will see that our suffering is caused by our habit. Yes, our habit of being attached to what is going on in the moment. What does that mean, attached to what is going on in the moment? It means we are attached to wanting it to go away. Wanting the unpleasant to stop. We want to get off the plane now. We want to get off the Zoom call now. Or attachment can come in wanting the pleasant to stay. You know, we want that ice cream. (laughs) That's me. We want that dessert When we are attached to what is going on in the moment, all of a sudden we will suffer a great deal more. Freedom from suffering is only possible when we see this, when we really see this and we let go of our reactions to the inevitable pain and discomfort that we will experience. You know, when we accept what is happening in the moment because it is happening in the moment. And by the way, this is not passive. Anything but. We just come to realize because we see that there are some things beyond our ability to control. So our best response is to let go. Or I prefer 
to let be. You're on that plane. Can you just let be that things are beyond your control and change your relationship to whatever it is you feel, the discomfort and the pain. When we come from this place of wisdom, we neither grasp nor resist whatever we experience in the moment. And instead we learn to see it with curiosity as opposed to aversion or grasping. That's why we practice in the morning. So we can see how our thoughts come and go, our physical sensations come and go. And over time we start to see that we are the mountain. We are not the storm. That comes from an earlier episode if you're not familiar. But we are the mountain. And the constantly passing storm are our thoughts and physical sensations and emotions and mind states, which we have very little control over. We think we do, we don't. This is a very hard one for most people to accept and put into practice. You know, we are so used to trying to control everything in our life that we don't know what to do with this different approach. And this, my friends, is why we practice This is why every morning we need to get up and we need to put on our shoes and go for a walk and practice. And I got to tell you, sometimes I don't really want to get up and go, mainly because I've just got, I feel like I have so much to do. And I'm like, oh, it's, you know, 20 minute walk. Do I really need to do it? And honestly, the days when I don't do it, I notice it the rest of the day versus the days, and which is the majority, when I do get up and I do walk and I do practice. Because here's the deal. When we practice mindfulness over a length of time, we come to see deeply that the storm will come and go all on its own. And you know, when we see it more and more, we start to realize it is possible to have freedom and joy in the face of pain and discomfort. The pain and discomfort that comes with being human. And when we are living out of this place of wisdom, and this is a big one, this is like what the last 8% project in my mind is all about. When we come to live out of this little teeny bit of wisdom, we have more capacity to love, more capacity to serve others, especially in difficult moments. Right? When we have a bit more capacity. We can be there for others as they go through their difficult moments. So that's why the last 8% project is all about transforming ourselves by growing wisdom. So we can get unstuck ourselves, but also so we can be of service to others who are suffering themselves and who don't understand sometimes this difference, for instance, between pain and suffering. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Feeling our feet on the ground. Feeling our belly rise and fall. Just being present with whatever is 
And now moving to our three by three. And just before we do, because I often forget, please take a picture of this. If you're getting something out of this episode, take a picture of it on your camera, on your phone, which happens to be a camera. Take a screenshot. Put it on social media. Share it with others. Go to where you get your podcast. Leave a review. Write a review. That's really important. And it'll help us continue to grow our community. Help us bring more wisdom so that people can be better in their last 8% moments so they can live with a little bit more wisdom and be of service to others. So three by three, three breaths, right down to your toes. Feel this breath come in, calming this body and breathing out, releasing tension. Now move to three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for right this moment without working very hard? I will tell you this teaching, which is not my original teaching. This is from 2,500 years of wisdom accumulated by people far wiser than me. I am so grateful to have found this 31 years ago. And little by little, bit by bit, working on it. No master here, but certainly a student. So three things you're grateful for. And finally, what do you want, what do you want to get done today? What do you want to get done? What three big things would... would if you got done, or you'd made some headway on, you'd feel, wow, really good that you're making progress. So just really get clear in your mind. And if you've done any of our goal setting, it's a great way to connect, you know, what we're doing today to our one goals. And that might not mean anything to you if you haven't done the goal-setting workshop. But just what do you want to get done today? Fantastic. Feel your feet on the ground. Congratulate yourself for putting your shoes on, going for a walk, being a neuroarchitect of your brain, building wisdom, I want to finish with uh, a Pema Chodron quote. This is from her book, Letting Go. It's a great quote. But, you know, see if you can bring this energy and momentum and focus into the day. And be of service to others. Emma said, when you open yourself to the continually changing, impermanent, dynamic nature of your own being and of reality, you increase your capacity to love and care about other people and your capacity to not be afraid. 
you increase your capacity to love and care about other people and your capacity to not be afraid. Have a wonderful day.